Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Daniela and this is podcast number three out of a series of podcasts on autism spectrum disorder. In today's podcast, we will be speaking about the different controversies behind the treatments for autism. As we all know, autism is unfortunately a disorder with no cure. However, there is an incredible range of treatments and therapies that are available to treat this disorder. They come at different price points depending on personal philosophy and preference. Parents get to choose what they believe is the right thing for their child. When it comes to autism treatments, there are some that are extremely researched, others that are not researched at all. And then there's a gray space which involves treatments that have been researched but are not 100% whether they can work or not. This gray space allows for controversy, allows for being misunderstood or just for, I believe, personal preference, whether you believe this is the right thing or not. And this causes this back and forth disagreement. There are significant disagreements about which treatments can be most effective, most appropriate, most humane, and the safest for children. One of autism spectrum disorder's most controversial treatments rose in the 1990s when the belief that vaccines and its trace amounts of mercury caused the onset of autism. Results showed that treatments were implemented to improve the heavy metals from the body. The treatments included the use of lead poisoning, typically provided in a clinical setting to avoid injury. However, parents were doing these treatments at home, which increased injury by a huge percent, becoming extremely dangerous. Other treatments included hyperbaric oxygen chambers and stem cell therapy. There are even extreme cases of some people who advocated for a form of anema that contains bleach. These are all extreme risks that parents were willing to take to treat this disease. It is unimaginable the amount of controversy that was raised between this because some parents were desperate and they just decided that anything they could do to treat their child was a go. Sometimes not keeping in mind that these treatments could actually cause more harm than they were causing benefits. All of these things rose up to controversy and it's it actually bases on the fact that autism, especially in the 1990s, it was so new, so unresearched. We knew so little about it that we really didn't know how, we, how to better it, how to treat it, what could make it worse and what couldn't. And this allowed for all these extreme types of treatments that were coming about. However, apart, in addition to the extreme approaches that some people were taking, there are actually legitimate treatments that are used and that are actually 
not harmful for children and not extreme. But even as crazy as it sounds, even these type of treatments have been causing controversy between parents and between the whole community. The differences of opinion between whether behavioral therapy, also known as ABA, would be more appropriate than develop, developmental therapies such as floor time or play therapy, they kept rising up because these therapies were so similar, but yet parents were being controversial about which one of the two could bring child a better outcome, which one could help improve the child at a better rate. While behavioral therapy has been extensively researched, some self-advocates and Mary many parents feel that it is at worst cruel and at best inappropriate for children. In fact, the true groups have come much closer over the years. Nowadays, some form of behavioral therapy are now very similar to developmental approaches. Meaning that behavioral therapy and developmental therapy, due to the controversies that rose between them, and the factors and how they could best treat children with ASD. As years have progressed, there has been a matchup of these two therapies. So they implemented a little bit of behavioral therapy and some developmental therapy and basically put them together and created this new form of therapy, which basically gave the best of both worlds and has really brought the two groups much closer together. There is also a significant controversy when it comes to dietary therapies done on children with ASD. Some research has suggested that autism is more susceptible, being like children with autism, are more susceptible to gastrointestinal issues which can lead to pain and discomfort within the child. This brings very close awareness to, wild, to what the child eats, as eating the wrong types of food could actually increase the risks and it could actually bring the child bigger pain, bigger discomfort. This arises the question if putting autistic children on special diets can actually cure them? The answer to this question is quite controversial, as most experts say no. De developing a dietary plan for children with autism, yes, it can be helpful, but no, it does not completely cure this disorder, as it is said to have no cure. But appropriate diets do in fact alleviate pain and improve symptoms which lead to the assumption that food was the source of autism in the first place. The amount of controversies behind treatments for ASD are endless. It is ultimately the parent's decision to choose what they believe is the most fitting for their child and their well-being. With this being said, there are so many treatments out there that at the end of the day, it is the parent's choice what they choose to do 
on their child if they choose to give them a dietary plan, if they choose behavioral therapy over developmental therapy. At the end of the day, it is the parent's decision what they choose to do and what they believe will bring the best in their child. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.